Welcome to Packer Pushes, again at IETF 99, where fashion crime is normal. And thanks to Huawei for the financial support to get us here. Once again, we are digging into the issues that you haven't even thought of because they haven't been thought of yet. And that's really what the IETF is all about. I'm joined by Sue Hares again. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's yes, lots of fun. Lots of fun. We're really digging into this stuff. We're aren't we? digging in. We're we, digging in. Someone's so, got to put a spade to it. <laughs> so, which which pile of ouvoir are we digging in this time? We're going to dig into the ouvoir that is the cost of configuration. Okay. If you look at Gardner and some of the people who actually talk to the executives, um, the pile of poo that costs. Uh, oops, I said poo. Ah. Uh, <laughs> cost uh we have the little emoji for that uh the cost of the network is configuration yes. used to be as i said that cabling used to cost the configuration but with our ethernet cables things are much better mm. what's not better is the software typing mm. you know and you know the data center people have figured out that if you automate it it costs less yes what a concept service well, i think there's two sides to configuration one is um, the the idea of the the cowboy, the artisanal cowboy, hand rolling cigarettes and riding out on his trusty steed to save the day, is um, run its course. I think you it know, has. And uh, you know, instead of wearing your hipster boots with organic fur lined, uh, you know, and all the handmade belts, and you know, every every configuration is artisanally hand carved from command lines. That well, that uh, might be passing. That might be passing. Actually, I have a great story about that. Mm-hmm. That, that, that you may catch on another podcast, but yep. it's one guy that I really appreciate, uh, uh, VJ Guild. Uh, he's probably one of those uh, CTO experts that's hiding behind all the doors. Yeah. But he uh, started out as a CLI typer. Nothing, mm. nothing. You know, the cowboy. And TNT had him as one of their experts, and they tried to automate it, and they they tried to automate his ideas, and they had an outage, and they tried to figure out who was faster, the computer or Vijay. Well, Vijay was faster, but he lost sleep for about 20 hours. Uh, that's a little not fun in my book. Yeah. Um, and then Five o'clock isn't... technology is over- underrated. Yeah. Technology that lets me go home at 5 p.m. every, every day. Every day right? wins, wins. This big... idea of coming to work on Saturdays or midnights is like, that's not cool. Well, was... Any technology that does that to me, that's not, not technology What's I What's really not to, cool yeah. is one time it kept me out with, mm. I had an infant at home and uh, I came mm. home to an infant screaming and my husband not happy. <laughs> 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 but anyway, afterward, VJ goes to a, a data center company and suddenly finds out how much more configuration. Because, as you know, uh, data centers have tremendous size and space. Hmm. And so he starts to change his tune. Well, we're going to really uh, embrace this technology. Then mm-hmm. at the next data center company, it's, I'm not hiring a CLI typer. Like I, I'm done it's with funny the guy. How you mo- it's funny how you move through the phases of denial. It's the <laughs> phases of denial. Now, he's a good guy. I so. can defi- <laughs> definitely the CLI is better. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, there are still some yeah. people in the deep depths of the, denial, the, the, and denial, denial is just not a river in Egypt. <laughs> Isn't it right? You know, denial, acceptance. Uh, denial, depression, acceptance, or something. The yeah, that's that's the four stages. But uh, yeah. also, I think sometimes denial is, is not just a, a, a river in Egypt is the phrase they use there, yeah. and it's because some of these guys, mm, this is sending companies well, down the river. Yeah, don't you know? Don't uh, don't keep making the same mistake just because you put a lot of effort into making it. That's it. You know. So, so you know, you look at this, and other people began to to capture this. Uh, um. I ran a software company, and uh, 
for a long while, from about 95 to 2007. And, you know, that was the first lesson I learned. Got to make it configured so even if somebody types it on top, you, you make it automated. But SNMP wasn't capturing it because mm. it wasn't secure. And putting a secure hole into something that can send a whole lot of packets like lemmings over the, the wall is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next thing is how do you get something with a secure connection with modern technology and something that's easily readable? Because believe it or not, you know, MIBs are not, were never readable. No, uh, they, they, well, they lemmatize any type of re- readability. Oh, I, out I, of I, it. Like I can remember back to the SNMP versus CMIP wars, and then I seem to have the view that SNMP MIBs, like there was a, there was meant to be a defined structure to SNMP MIBs, and they were going to be, and then it just got too hard to approve them. And a lot of people who were, were CMIP pro CMIP sort of got to SNMP and said, "We're going to kill this by making it really ugly and messy and just crapped all over it." Actually, um, having been in that war, boy, that dates me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but it also, it, you know, early scarred me. What they missed in those wars was behind it, someone was actually doing, the CMIPs actually had good data structures. Mm. And SNMP said, we'll never need more expensive data structures. Uh, and they both went off in the protocol to be complex. But the answer is you really need to have data structures, but you need something the operator can pick up and say, hmm, I sort of understand that at a glance. They don't need to have three degrees in, in data structures. Yes. So when you And data structures at that time in the mid-90s were not, not a common. They were not a common. Whereas in 2015, you know, we sort of started to see the emergence of the API era and coding tools to make advantage of APIs. So there has been a number of transitions over time, right? CLIs have gotten bloated Yes. Like, I mean, we're talking 20 lines of, like, I was just well, talking to Sean Zandy lines. from LinkedIn, and he's saying it's 20 lines of config in a BGP routing code just to get a neighbor set up today. Yes, right, or more. Or, I've seen, or, I've seen, or more. Yeah. If you, the more of the complex, the B, that's for the simple BGP guy. <laughs> for the complex guy, you can maybe count 50. Yeah. What are we doing? You know, why, why, why is this like this? It why is it sense. like this? Yeah. You know, someone told me a, a line that I haven't forgotten when I was, was actually coding this, mm. uh, that the CLI is a hole in the router where you mm. pour money into. And it never comes out. Just like a sailboat is a hole in the water where you pour money in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're not, we're, not, we're, not, uh, we're not the rich and famous to pour money into the water. <laughs> so when you, when you look at this, what you want is something readable. What you yep. want is something secure. What you want to do stuff. What you want is something that you can automate, something that you can have a, a tool chain, something you can go forward. Yep. What was surprising, after enough people had had uh, the CLI tracks or the config tracks down their back, they started to work on Yang. And Benoit talked to me, Benoit Thais, uh, who's the uh, AD for... Um, uh, network management. Actually, there's an interesting story behind that. I guess I shouldn't tell stuff behind the curtains, but maybe I will. <laughs> so Van Wall comes to the, the, the leaders of the ITF, and the, it's a group called the I, uh, Internet Engineering Steering Group, ISG, and says, this is what really needs to happen. We have all this money drain. You need to rethink what we're doing and give me space in all my duties because yes. it's a volunteer position so I can focus on this. And surprisingly, someone said... Yeah, we got to do that. I could do a couple more um, looking at uh, 
captive portals or radius, because that's sort of been done a few times. Yeah. And I'll take it on. So Benoit's goal was within five years to try to go from zero to 100. Mm. He did this in a sort of complex way. Mm. The problem is Yang has had ups and downs. Some of the beginning stuff, he just got a couple guys to implement it. And then he said, let's just define some more. Then we have the complexity of, so you put it all together. Yep. This is sort of like the extreme Didn't coding. did a lot of this Yang stuff come out of what Tail F was doing, though? Like, yeah, Tail uh, F um, has a bunch of stuff around this. Tail F is, uh, Tail F and about four other companies were doing this. Yeah. Um, the company I was uh, involved with was doing a binary version of the Tail yeah. F. All the smart software development folks were doing it mm, back in the early 2090s. But this is Tail F's. And, and, and the guys at Tail F are sharp and good guys. Yeah, uh, really, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they were bought by Cisco. And that benefit of that is it actually, some of their code you, know, you can get uh, free. Well, the Tail F, I was chatting to one of the guys inside of Tail F the other day, and apparently Tail F is now an independent business unit inside of Cisco. So it used to be it was acquired by the service provider BU. And so Yang was very much in that BU. Yes. And the enterprise BUs went... <laughs> See you live forever. Burn the desk, burn the API, you know, or we're going to make our own API. But I believe there's been some internal politicking going on, and the tail left business unit is now um, the central repository for all Yang and well, all what, business units. You know, I got to say, sometimes Cisco yeah. gets it right. Yes. <laughs> Not always, but. Now, if that's true, if that's true, and if it works out the way it's supposed to, big companies don't big always. <laughs> big companies are inherently stupid, right? just by size, not because anybody's stupid, just because big companies are stupid, um, then that could be very exciting because Cisco could finally get a hold of Yang, uh, get a hold of APIs and have a consistent one implementation across the hire, across a, a large part of its well, And they're starting out the right way. You can go to yeah. SysDev um, um, and you can pick up the tail of one version of the tail of code, mm. not, not with all the bells and whistles, but the rough and ready one. Uh, but it's under a Cisco license, but at least you can play with it. Now, mm. there are other implementations based on this that are starting up in free source. Um, mm. And I hope to see it in some of our, our, our more friendly uh, uh, free-range routing or some, some of the new uh, yeah. revisions past Quagga code for routing. But the other thing is, I'm, I'm working, and I think you had a podcast on this, where we're actually trying to use the same Yang model and stuff we're building. Yeah. Build once, use many times. Hmm, that sounds like a dead Radical ops. idea. Radical, radical concept. idea, yeah. We're trying to use it for both routing and security, and yeah. we're trying to build it in a sort of stepwise position. Yes. So I think you've had a – you should listen to the podcast on that. I think yeah. you have one. But We've done a few shows on Yang. Yeah, You should yeah. just head over to packetpushes.net. And do a search on Yang and you'll, it'll kick up a bunch of podcasts. Um, but I do think the reason that we keep talking about Yang is that we agree that it's foundational. It that is it's, foundational. It is, it's, it, you know, the CLI is, is going to be around as a troubleshooting tool, but only in certain circumstances because even for troubleshooting you'll have a Yang model for that. Yes, and, yeah. and even if you have a CLI, most of the CLI tools right now uh, that are new for TLF yeah. or for um, the open config sources. Really cool. The CLI just talks to the Yang model, mm. and you can auto-generate it. <gasps> There's a concept, auto-generating a CLI, <laughs> putting all those CLI workers out of, out of a job. I'm sorry, you can find a new job. Um, Apparently, we recorded several shows on Yang. <laughs> I, I haven't realized quite how many. You should ch like I've just done a search on the website. Um, we did one in December 17, 2014. 
on this very topic, apparently. So with Russ White and Benoit Plath. And so Benoit, of course, is the guy who mainly responsible. But so, you know, trying to get cooperation on Yang models has been quite challenging. Yes, um, but what's happened over the last, t- since 2014, where, um, notice that's two or three years past when Ben, well, did it. Yeah. We have IEEE, we have MEF, we have BBN, all the things that provide service providers, and we're starting to see it make into the security model. Mm. The other thing is we've taken the second generation of how to look at it, and that's what I wanted to talk about, is revised data stores and the ability that perhaps you might be able to go to Yang for your phone, uh, where you can auto-configure everything in the network down to your phone. The thought is with dynamic data stores, you can spin up five different uh, virtual images. Oh, yes, hypervisor virtual images. (laughs) That's a really good idea. So I think that we're making the progress rapidly. We're doing the create it and build it and then test it. For Hmm. example, um, you know that this hackathon at ITF now, hackathon is where good people can come to ITF on uh, Saturday and Sunday and hack for free and learn a lot from the, the people who actually do the ITF code. Right. And it's, it's you know, there are companies underwriting it. Uh, big thanks to uh, Cisco, Huawei, uh, and uh, some of the other companies just said, we want to help young engineers come and learn with the latest techniques from yep. ITF. And that's talking to the people who are like Benoit, who have been doing the standards. Benoit, and, who's doing all the yep. standards. Um, Sorry, it's Benoit. coming from... Uh, Several people uh, who from Cisco who just started out doing it. There, there's just dynamic leadership. In fact, this time the hackathon had mm. um, an, a security client that actually could uh, run with IR2S, NetConf, Yang models to a security model and also to do uh, service function chaining, mm. which they used for keeping your phone uh by policy, not able to go to the wrong country. So you yeah. don't spend a lot of money. Keeps your traffic going through the, to the clean the mail service mm. or uh, tunes your traffic to your data center. And this is stuff that you can find, you can find from the hackathon yeah. with free code. Yeah. Try it. See what happens. You know, it's mm. an exciting thing that it's it's moving the so standards you could, So code. you could actually come as a part of being at the ITF is to sit down and write code alongside people who are, you know, hardcoring this stuff. Hardcoring this it's, stuff? So it could be a skills development process. If you're an enterprise engineer, you could do it as a skills development or you could do it as a committing, like giving back. You can give back. And then you, you can just come to the hackathon. It's yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, it's, our, it's the new commitment from ITF that if you come and hack, it's free. Yeah. If you want to come and then give your feedback the next day, there's a one-day pass. Hmm. It's, it's a tremendous ITF saying, we want the next generation to learn for us. And by the way, on the same days, there are open tutorials that you can come to learn. And uh, the newcomers have a special um, yeah, meet and greet. We really people. want to make them welcome. So We're Trying to. Yeah, it's. I mean, the organisation is a little impenetrable in in certain ways because you know, and sometimes you admit it, and we try to fix it. Yeah. But you know, like, and it's not it's not a problem as such. It's just if if you have a group of people who've been working on a project for six months or two years or five years, and they get together have a meeting to discuss what they've been working on, it's impenetrable. It's it's, it's impenetrable. You know, just and think about all what of happens. These guys in, are, are um, you know. 
socially uh, adaptable. Yeah. <laughs> they, they are really hackers in the back. Yeah, that's right. And I just, it's not that it's not that it's impenetrable. It's like, but, you know, if you've been involved in a company project and all of a sudden in the middle they throw you into somebody else's project, it's impenetrable for a little while. So you do need to just respect or, or understand that they're not shutting you out. It's just that they're in the middle of doing something but in the middle of the hackathon, they're gonna. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's an open table. They'll yeah. give the projects. They'll list it on the thing. You can sit down, and if all you really want to do is help them test, they're yeah. gonna embrace you. It's a great way to get yeah. to know some of the guiding lights of of ITF. Mm. But the pro and con about all of this is it's been extreme programming. You code, you hack, you get it back, you change the standard. And ITF feels like this is taking us back to the early days of the ITF where we're much more effective. It's taking companies back to that. And I think that's my message. I'm, I'm of course, been working on the, um, mm. rad- some of the radical pieces that's changed it because uh, I want to have not just configuration data stores. This mm. has to be for more than – it has to be for the short-term data that you would dump to your phone or, or something so that – Let's say your network has um, uh, a back-end network for mobile backhaul. And you have to put in suddenly when you get, oh, let's pretend something else. Let's pretend it's a high-end soccer match, Mm -hmm. uh, which in many places, or a rock concert. And suddenly those phones have everybody looking at the video. uh, uh, Because who can see the soccer player from way up? But you're you're in there having the beer and enjoying life. You can automatically spin it up. How do you do templates and spinning up and then automatically spin yeah. it down? Or well, t- I just, we just recorded a show well, just, just prior to this, so hopefully it publishes prior to this, um, with the team from LinkedIn. And they're talking about how do you deploy 10,000 switches yes. without touching every single one. Like you don't want to be consoling into 10,000 switches and giving them a custom configuration. And his point was that even if you think that's viable... Think about what happens when you have 100,000 servers. You sure as heck aren't going around to 100,000 servers and putting a CD-ROM and everything, right? Right. And that's, those are the sorts of things that Yang models support is that, um, that, that sort of data modeling flexible configuration support can be encapsulated in a data model. So w- when the switch registered with the configuration circuit, so a service, at, which is what eventually will happen, mm-hmm. The, the Yang model suddenly says, oh, you're at this point in the topology. Your switch is this role. I know you. Here's your template. Run it through the model. Munge, 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 and there's your configuration. And that's it. And that's the goal, to make it 200,000, you know, yeah. or um, let me see. Beijing's phone system is for how many? Yeah. 10 million? Yeah. To um, configure all of that and to be automatic, to have the... Uh, protection so my kids don't get any bad stuff on their phone. That's the power of this. And, of course, you ask me, is it possible? Well, <laughs> gosh, the servers yeah. already do it in the data centers. The, mm. the, the phones already do it for your apps, uh, the SQLite yeah. on your phone. So this is the promise. The difficulty is, of course, I'm a network plumber yeah. like you. Somebody has to go down and carefully design those databases carefully, figure out all the problems. Yeah, there's a lot of magic in the code. Like, sometimes I'm a bit flippant about, you know, like how hard... uh, One time I cracked a joke about um, uh, one is an app that runs on multiple platforms in different environments. One is an app that's used by millions and millions of people and runs on lots and lots of different hardware and a, a, a narrow range of operating systems. And the other one is BGP. 
<laughs> That's true. But you listen know. to our BG, listen yeah. to my BGP rant and rave yeah. uh, on packet pushers. Yeah, Please take did, a look yeah. at it. Um, I've got uh, both. Uh, I think we did a video, and uh, so yeah. if you want to see my face, pick the video. It's, it's, up. it's, it's all about this. There has to be. It comes back to this artisanal thing, right? Doing it at the CLO made perfect sense when we were at small scale. But what's happening is there's more networking than ever before. And even if you're a mid-sized enterprise, now you're, you won't spend your time configuring switches. You'll spend your time configuring DMZs or virtual switches in servers or troubleshooting poor connectivity. You don't want to be wasting your life away at the command line. And that's what these young... You don't want to start because... That was so 1980s. <laughs> Let's not do that. And and today, it's the hipsters now, kind of. We're, well, yeah, they're hipsters, uh, and they don't sleep at night. Yeah, <laughs> that's really great. Yeah. The, the, but see, we need to have new minds, and I guess this is a plea because mm. I've thought about this and I've lived through all these days. Yeah. But I don't have the sharp minds that some of the young guys do. They've got new techniques, new yeah. ideas. In fact, today, that, that's where I'm going after this, is I'm mm. going to editing sessions where I say, come in and, and help me figure out some yep. of the things that I should have, and I'll edit it in. This mm. is, this is we are really trying to switch to, ex, you know, you have extreme yep. programming. We want extreme standards that, yeah. that do extreme programming. That adapt extreme. faster and move faster and take advantage of everybody. If that's we real. don't, mm. we can't continue to grow, and I want to see this network take off and grow Continually, because yeah. I want to use it. <laughs> um, I could deep dive into much and uh, invite me on next time, and we'll yes. deep dive into specific models. Yes. I've, I've, one well, of the people out there have got specific questions around Yang. Why don't you email us? Yes, right, mm -hmm. um, and then we'll get you back on, and we'll deep dive around Yang modeling questions. Some like, of the deep dives you might want to see is how do we know where all the topology in the network? Oh, guess guess what. There's we built model. it in. That was the first one we did. Yeah. Uh, so open. There's a very good place. Um, Benoit sent me an email and he pointed me to yangcatalog.org. Yes, and that's one of the most exciting new pieces. Yes. That was that came in from one of the service providers, a catalog, mm -hmm. so that you can say, oh, I have a catalog and I want to have this app. Well, this yeah. app pulls in five Yang models and drops it down. Mm. Great idea. One of our young guys came up with that. Right. Mail that and uh, we can answer that. The other thing is, can you replace your uh, static route stuff you were putting in or dynamic route? Yep, there's mm. a rib that we can do that that either loads into this new dynamic stuff yep. or we have other stuff. And we're hoping to make, uh, we're doing a rev on BGP. I know that's even it, but, you know, I'm ready to see BGP <laughs> configs press my button in the middle of the night. <laughs> Sleep more. Sleep more. That's what we need, 5 o'clock technology. Any technology that lets me predict I'm going to leave at 5 every and day. And have my beer. <laughs> and have my beer and not have to worry about working evenings. I'm all in for that. I'm in for that too. That's my goal. Fair enough. Well, let's wrap it up here for today. Thank you very much. We will talk more. I think we should talk more uh, in the months ahead. Just because I'm not at the ITF doesn't mean you shouldn't come and talk to me. Oh, I hope so because I'm, I'm going to be chunking on these models and uh, – Working with the people hacking. Uh, in fact, I can see over there one of our uh, yeah. our hackathon friends uh, who was working on security. He's hacking away with another. So we're going to have... <laughs> they're not even looking at us. They're not even looking at us. And, and they wrote some new monitoring code that's just fabulous. Yeah. Well, we will chat with you later. Thanks very much. And as always, you can find out more about today's show at packetpushers.net. You can email me and the rest of the Packet Pushers team at packetpushers at gmail.com. I've captured a bunch of links uh, as we chatted. 
and they'll be in the show notes. Uh, And as always, remember that too much networking would never be enough.